0: good things for us relationally. Amen. And so we're going to be talking about Death the Selfie, and it's our relationship series for February. And uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. I just want to th- say a couple of things. First of all, if you're new to Church on Move, man, high five to you. Thank you for being here. And uh, and we just, we just bless you in the name of the Lord. We're just so gr- grateful that you're here. I uh, also want to say uh, our small groups kicked off and uh, just want to encourage you to connect, and uh, we've got some uh, great groups going on, and I want you to get involved in one of them. Someplace, somehow, you can go to our website, you can uh, look them over, and, uh, and maybe just try, try one. Uh, you know, just go and, and see if uh, that small group doesn't uh, bless you, and, and, uh, and if you don't like the one you go to, go to another one, okay? Say, I'm sorry, I don't like you guys, I'm going to the next one, all right? No, don't tell them that, all right, and so, but yeah, uh, if you would, just, just uh, try them. Uh, we, we just believe uh, relationships is where it's at, it's where it's at. And then and then one more thing that I just or two more things today we're in our growth track and uh, we have our growth track that's taking place after service we have Essentials 201 and it's part it's a way that you can connect to church on the move and so that's what our growth tracks all about and if you want to get connected more in 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 our church and be a part in some what God's doing here that's a great place to do that and then uh the next thing and then I want to talk about our message the next thing is that uh, believe it or not, Easter is around the corner, and so our Easter service is March the 27th, and I just want to invite you not only to come, but to, to get somebody here and uh, guarantee you that they will be ministered to. It's, it will be a blessing, all right? That's going to be taking place. Let's talk about death, the selfie. Uh, you know, God created, he created every one of us for relationship. Relationship with Him, relationship with one another—we're created for relationships. Uh, too often, we're missing out on life's best because we're not developing the most important part of life, and that's our relationships. And so, God has—he has created us for relationship. I believe it's our cry the cry of all of our hearts to have good, healthy, healthy, healthy relationship. Let me tell you what the problem is, is that we live in a selfie-centered world. And we also, unfortunately, live in a selfie-centered flesh that wants to be the attraction of life. And so this selfishness is what really pushes back good, healthy, successful relationships. If we would ever learn how to deal with uh, ourself and, and get self out of the way so that God can do what he wants to do in us relationally, then we'll experience great, great, great relationships. I made this statement, and it's in your notes, and I'm going to make it throughout this, uh, this, this series. And uh, it's this, is that our life and relationships will never really make sense or be satisfying until we daily die to selfishness and daily live for God and others. Last week, I, I made this statement, and, uh, and I was listening to a, a pastor uh, this week by the name of Craig Groeschel, and uh, Groeschel and he, he has one of the largest, actually the largest church in America. Every, any given weekend, they're running around seventy five, seventy to 75,000 people on a weekend and uh, they have multiple campuses, it's a large church, and, uh, and he made this comment about selfies that are being taken. Nothing wrong with taking selfies, by the way, if you want, uh, we're running selfies before and after service in our announcement uh, sheets. If you want uh, your selfie uh, on that, uh, send them in, send them, email them, we'll, we'll, we'll post them, and uh, uh, just make sure you got clothes on. Anyway, and... Uh, <laughs> And so, ha- turn in your selfies. And uh, but anyway, uh, last week I saw a statistic, and I actually even said it that there are one million selfies that are taken every day. And and I thought that might be underestimated. Uh, and Craig Rochelle said that there are ninety. Three million selfies taken every day, and I went and looked on the internet, and there, and there is that also. There also is that stat too, that there are ninety-three million selfies taken every day. We're obsessed with ourselves, right? We really are, and so uh, we're going to be talking about how to get ourselves out of the way so that what God wants to do, He can do. In and through our lives, I gave a couple of scriptures last week. I want to give them to you again today, and then we're going to get into today's uh, this relationship series. Mark chapter eight, verse thirty-four and thirty-five. If you brought your Bibles, you're welcome to turn there. If not, it'll be on the screen for you. But it says this out of the Living Bible: It says, "Then Jesus speaking, calling to the crowd." To join, uh, Then, calling to the, the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to lo- your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, then you will save it. And so when we become unselfish with our life, that's when life begins to make sense. That's when it begins to work for us. When we, uh, God never created us to be selfish. He, he didn't. Selfish came in with sin. It came in with the fall. And when that came in, that's when all the problems started taking place. The root of every, every problem, it's not all the things that we say it is. We might say, well, they committed adultery. We might say something about they, they have an anger problem or this, that, or the other. I'm going to tell you what the root of every relational problem is, and it's selfishness. Selfishness is the reason why somebody commits adultery. Selfishness is the reason why somebody gets angry. And, and and all the different things we're we're naming all the fruit and and not realizing that the root is selfishness, and so Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, uh, uh, and verse fifteen and seventeen, uh, it gives us the solution. We needed to, we needed to be born again. When we got born initially into this earth, we were born selfish. You don't teach children to be selfish; they just they just come. Pre born selfish, right? And so they got to be born again. And we all have to be born again so that we're born into the nature of God, which is unselfish. God is generous. Love is giving. God so loved the world that it gave. It's not thinking about itself, it's thinking about others. You with me? Hey, this is going to be a good message, all right? It's like, oh, you're talking about selfishness. I know. Hey, li- listen, we're all selfish. In in, in our flesh. We're all selfish and we have to deal with it every day. Paul says, I have to crucify my flesh daily. Uh, Jesus says we have to deny ourselves daily. And in order to be able to follow him, we've got to set selfishness aside. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, it says, He, Jesus, died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Lasting and extremely satisfying relationships that are God-honoring only happen with unselfish people. The most miserable people on the face of this earth are unselfish, I mean, are selfish people. You cannot ever, ever satisfy selfishness. When you find yourself being dissatisfied, I'm going to tell you, most of the time, it's because you're being selfish at that moment. Because you cannot, you cannot satisfy selfishness. I know that you didn't come to church to want to hear that, but I'm telling you, it'll help you. God, God wants to do great things in our lives. So what I want to do today is I want us to focus on, last week we focused on a life-giving relationships and what that looked like. Life-giving relationships, if we want them to be life-giving, then we're going to have to learn how to celebrate our relationships. Taking the focus off of us and putting it on other people and celebrate people. I love people. I endeavor to celebrate people. And the more I can celebrate people, the less it's about me, the more it's about others. And see, nobody ever wants to go around some, somebody that just tolerates you. They want to go around where they're being celebrated, right? Nobody wants to go where they're tolerated. They want to go where they're celebrated. Can I have an amen in the house? Sometimes spouses don't want to go home because they're just being tolerated instead of being celebrated. I know you're elbowing somebody right now. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. We tend to celebrate those that we know least, and those that we need to celebrate the most, we tend to celebrate the least. And the reason is, is because we become familiar with those people that are around us, and familiarity breeds contempt. We tend to... uh, uh, not appreciate those that we're closest to and therefore we don't celebrate them. And as a result, we're, you know what we do? We become selfish. And so we've got to shift our focus. And we're going to talk about that today in one of the things that I want to share with you. So, with all that said, last week we talked about life-giving relationships. This, week en- this weekend I want to talk about spirit-blessed relationships. Spirit-blessed relationships. First Corinthians, I mean, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says this. It says, Praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every blessing which is in heaven. I'm going to tell you, heaven has everything we have need of. Jesus said, Pray that his kingdom come would, and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no insufficiency in heaven. There's no there's no strife in heaven. A strife got kicked out, yeah. Lucifer and a third of the angels. They like you going to divide up here? Ain't happening. See you later. Right? Isn't that right? I'm telling you, there's harmony in heaven. There's there's rejoicing and and praise going on in heaven because there's no disunity in heaven. How pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's pleasant when we're working together and we're enjoying each other and we're having fun with each other and we're celebrating each other and giving of ourselves to each other. That's when relationships in life begins to become pleasant. It's, it's not pleasant whenever things are going wrong relationally. And the reason that things go wrong relationally is because we don't know how to handle our relationships well. And I'm going to tell you, it cannot be done alone. You need the Holy Spirit at work in your lives in order to make that happen successfully. It's not going to happen without the help of His guidance in our life on a daily basis because we're navigating through all these various relationships that are at different places with different mindsets, with different personalities, with different backgrounds and issues and baggage and this and that and other. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us through through all those different relationships that we're in on a daily basis. Amen. And I'm here to tell you, you can still have heaven here on this earth, as it is in in heaven. Amen? Amen. We can have it in our relationships. And so so let's talk about spirit-blessed relationships. If we want spirit-blessed relationships, then number one thing I want to share with you is we need to be spirit-filled. We need to daily go to God, have a relationship with God through His Word, through uh, prayer, through praise, through worship. Today we had opportunity to be filled with God's Spirit by just worshiping. You're having, you're having opportunities to be filled with God's Spirit through interaction with good Christian fellowship, through church and through small groups and all that takes place on a daily basis. We can get spirit filled, get, letting God just fill us through His what, being in communion and communication and relationship with Him. Lord, fill us. We can even ask, Lord, fill us with your Spirit every day. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. We'll start there through 21. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. I'm going to tell you any kind of intoxication, any kind of uh, uh, substance outside of what God's Holy Spirit will always lead to something that's going to ruin our life. We can be intoxicated with selfishness. We're just so drunk with ourselves that we, we, we end up ruining our lives. Don't even realize how we're ruining our lives. So it says, do not be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your lives. Instead, get this, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it tells us some of the ways that we can do that. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for God. It goes on to talk about relationship between husband and wife and the church and the Lord Jesus Christ. And and so it talks about all these relational things that take place around being filled with the Spirit. And by the way, when it says be filled with the Spirit here, it's the continuous uh, 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 Verb uh, to, to continually be filled with God's Spirit. It's not something that happens once and we're filled. It's something that we need all the time on a regular basis. Let me tell you why. Because when we go through life, there's, there's problems, there's circumstances, there's issues, there's life. There's storms, there's all kinds of things that have a tendency to deplete us throughout any given day, every given day. And so we need to constantly be filled with God's Spirit so that we don't react out of the flesh, out of selfishness. I brought this cup up here. And if you could picture this cup, it's going to be full. We're going to be full of something. I'll stop there. God wants us full of His Spirit, amen? And so if you can picture this cup as being us, right now it's empty, but we're never empty. We're always full of something. We need to be full of the Spirit rather than full of selfishness. And so daily, if we're not being constantly full of the Spirit, then what's going to happen is that we're going to be full of selfishness. Pastor Keith Moore said this one time, he says, All you need to do to be selfish is nothing. It's automatic. We, we default to selfishness. And so therefore, we've got to be proactive and we've got to, we got to be saying, Lord, I need more of you. I need your word. You, you, you can help get full of God's spirit through just daily devotional with God through his word, through prayer, through praise, through, uh, uh, again, small groups and different relationships. You can just stay full with God's word. But still, even throughout the day, you're going to be, you're going to be depleted through just the, 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 the things of life. And then what happens when you're coming and you're interacting with somebody and then all of a sudden you bump into somebody? What's going to spill out of you? Is it going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to spill out of you? Or is it going to be selfishness that's going to spill out when somebody bumps you or rubs you wrong? How's it, How are you going to react this past Wednesday? I share stories about us because... I want you to know we're real, we live. We have to deal with this, all this. <laughs> we have to deal with it, this flesh. It, it, it always wants to be selfish. And this past Wednesday, uh, there was uh, something that happened. I'm not going to go into all the details. I know you want to know, but I ain't going to let you know. <laughs> and uh, But it had to do with my wife's work. Uh, she works part-time three days a week, Monday through Wednesday half a day each of those days outside of the church and the rest times of the church. And, uh, and it had to do with work. And I just, I just, I just, I just like, I told her, I said, I just got a little bit more stern with her than she, than I needed to be. And, and you got to understand me, I, I'm, a, I'm a high D personality, choleric personality. And, and when when that lion wants to come out, it comes out. Unless I, I, I have it surrendered and submitted to God. I've, I've had a busy week counseling people, loving people, helping people, things going on. Just different things going on in, in, in life. And, and, and it was towards the end of the day and I was just kind of depleted already, you know. I get up every day, I see God and get filled with God's presence every day. And uh, but I had been depleted, and so I was a little bit more stern. And when I say stern, I was just kind of pretty forceful. It's like you need to deal with this, and this, and this, and this is how, and I, what did I say? You know, that type of thing, and worse, and worse. She'll tell her version, I'll tell mine. So, thank God. She was still filled with the Spirit. Because she responded in sweetness. She really did. or She, 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 she really did. She really, she really responded uh, favorably. And guess what she did? She disarmed something that could have probably went further off course than it already was. Because I had been not as full of God's spirit as I needed to be. And when I was bumped with the situation, then selfishness started outpouring. And so anyway, I had to apologize to her. And it doesn't take long. I try to, if I see something wrong, I try to deal with it right away. I apologize or repented. And we got back on course and we went and had... No, we didn't have an awesome time that night. Anyway, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. All right. Got young people in here. All right. Anyhow. I, I don't get embarrassed very easy. So anyway. Please don't get offended. Don't leave. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Okay. No, don't tell your version. Here's the point. Here's the point. Stay Stay full. Stay full of the Spirit. <laughs> Spend time with God. So that whenever, whenever relationally you bump into somebody, it's this Holy Spirit that is, is coming out of your life and, and His fruits and His ways and His thinking and His attitudes. Amen? Amen. And so, Spirit-blessed relationships are blessed because we stay Spirit-filled. Secondly, is because we stay Spirit-focused. What you focus on is the direction that your life will take. If you're focused on the things of the Spirit, then that's the direction that your life is going to go. But if you're focused on the things of selfishness, guess where your life's going to go? It's going to go towards the direction of what, wherever selfishness will take you. And selfishness will sometimes take you places... No, it will always take you places you don't want to go. So let me read ad, uh, out of two... Translations out of Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 8. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. In other words, they're focused on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they focus or set their mind on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, that's to be fleshly or to be selfish minded, is death. It, it, it destroys things. It destroys things relationally. It re- destroys things emotionally. It just destroys things. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when we're focused on the things of the Spirit, guess what it's going to produce? Life and peace. It's going to be a, a blessed life. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So, you know, we're to walk in the Spirit. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Well, the the thing that you're focused on is the direction that your life's going to take. Uh, The common English Bible out of Romans 8 says it this way. People who live their lives, people whose lives are based on selfishness, think on selfish things. People whose lives are based on the Spirit, think about the things that are related to the Spirit. The attitude that comes from selfishness leads to death, but the attitude that, that comes from the Spirit leads to life and peace. Thank God. Yes. If we just, we just yield to the Holy Spirit, focus in on Him, on the grace of God that's been deposited in our lives, guess where we're going to go? We're going to follow that. We're going to follow His lead. Verse 7, it says, So the attitude that comes from selfishness is hostile, To God, it does not submit to God's law because it can't. can't. People who are self-centered aren't able to please God. When we focus on what we want instead of what God wants in our relationships, then it begins to lead us off course. Are you with me this morning? This is good preaching. This is good stuff. When we focus on living on God's ways, God's principles, God's promises, His values then it produces life and peace. That's the ways of the Holy Spirit. So when we focus on the Holy Spirit and we we learn that in our life, then it it begins to lead us in the way that we need to go. Focus is the key to see uh, what it is that God has for us. We have to focus. You know, in the early days, my wife and I had a very rocky marriage. Thank God we got through that. And I say this because of the Holy Spirit and the work of his, his work in our life. There's so many moving parts in relationships. You understand that, right? right. And Just like in an engine, and, and if you've been around me, you've heard some of my relational uh, messages. Uh, a, a, an engine has a lot of different working parts in, in, in that engine. And, and in order for that engine to continue to ro- operate smoothly, you need oil. And the Holy Spirit is oil in our relationships. And so as long as we have the Holy Spirit and we're doing, number one, being filled with the Spirit, number two, focusing in on the Spirit, then whenever we're having our relational issues, He's oiling it so that we continue to just... We're hitting on all eight or all six or all four, depending on what size of engine you have, right? You might be a little... Engine in your relationships right now, but in your growing, and so anyway. But but the Holy Spirit keeps everything, all those moving parts, moving real good and oiled and down and just working wonderfully and successfully without any complications. But when a engine, when oil is taking that out, out of the engine and it runs dry, guess what happens? <laughs> grinding. <laughs> And eventually it blows up. And that's where a lot of relationships are. They blow up because they don't have the Holy Spirit working in their life. And the reason they don't is because they're not focused in on the Holy Spirit. So in the early days, we, did, we even though we were spirit, quote-unquote, spirit-filled, uh, there was a lot of selfishness that still had to be worked out of our lives. In essence, there was a lot of focus on ourselves rather than on the Holy Spirit. Especially me, because my wife is here in the front, and I ca- she'll she'll set me straight. I was the problem, all right. I was the problem, and I still I I'm still the problem when things go wrong. Not enough oil, not enough Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, fill him. Jesus, fill him with the Holy Spirit, right? And so, so my wife, my wife. In the early days, I, I really hurt her a lot. Because that's what selfishness does. It, 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 it's hurting other people. And it does hurt you in the process. Because it produces death. Until God got hold of me and he, he just told me, he says, do you not like me? It's like, what do you mean, Lord, do, you not, do I not like you? He says, I made her in my image. Do you not like me? And I had to repent and say, Lord, please forgive me. And as, as, it was amazing right after that and I got my heart right and shift my focus off of the wrong thing and put it on God. It's amazing how our relationship began to work and it began to get healthy. And I'm... I, I, because of the work of God's grace and His Holy Spirit and because I'm I tend to try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit even as I'm talking to you right now I'm checking my heart I'm in communication with the Holy Spirit through my heart inside of me because He dwells in me. I'm looking at my heart. Too often people are just going through life and they're looking at their emotions. They're looking at their 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 unrenewed mind and that's how they respond in their relationships rather than looking at the Holy Spirit inside of them and looking at what he would want them to do or say or, or respond in that given situation. And so that's how, that's what being focused does. It helps us, and I'm going to lead you to the third thing here in just a moment, but it helps us to be led by God's Spirit in our relationships. And now, I, I, I have one of the best relationships, if not the best relationship that I know. Do, I'm telling you that I know on the face of this earth. Now, do we have problems? We still have issues. You have issues, I have issues, and we all have issues. But I'm telling you, we're working on our relationship all the time. All the time. We, we refuse to settle and maintain in our relationship. We're always going to be ground gainers, not maintainers, in anything and everything that we do in life. Amen? Thirdly, if we're going to have that spirit-blessed relationship that God wants us to have, we have to be spirit-led. We need the leading of God's spirit again all of our relationships are going to be at different levels, different attitudes, different mindsets, different things that we're dealing with. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us navigate and deal with and, and, and uh, address anything that we face in life. And I, 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 if I don't preach any message in this series, get this one. God wants us to have great relationships here on this earth. Too many times, too many people are spending too much time on, on dealing with their broken relationships when we ought to be focusing in on reaching the lost, discipling the found, and equipping the next generation, growing a life-giving church that's m- impacting the world. Right. And helping people to get over their issues. Amen? Amen. Oh, Jesus. Galatians chapter 5. Out of the Common English uh, Bible, it says, For I say, be guided by the Spirit, and you won't carry out the, the selfish desires. A person's selfish desires aren't set, are set against the Spirit, and the Spirit is set against one's selfish desires. They are opposed to each other, so that they shouldn't do whatever you want to do. But if you are being led by the Spirit... You aren't under the law. I like the way one translation says that you're not being forced to obey the law. When we're not... I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to lead us into the ways of God. When we're yielding to Him, we're not trying to... It's not this grind. He's going to lead us in the way. It goes on to say the actions, are, the actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious. Since they include sexual immorality... Moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, d- drug use, casting spells, hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper. I lost my- competitive, uh, competitive opposition. Thank you, wife. Conflict, selfishness, group uh, uh, ri- rivalry, uh, jealousy, drunkardness, parting, and other things like th- uh, like that. I warn you. As I've always warned you, that those who do these things, uh, these, these kinds of things, won't inherit God's kingdom. One translation says this way. They, they won't be able to share in the blessings of the kingdom. They're not going to experience God's best. And then verse 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let's follow the, uh, follow the Spirit. Uh, let's not become arrogant. Make each other, or, or each other angry or be jealous with each other. So let me conclude by just saying a couple of things. Selfishness is led by selfish wants, selfish cravings, selfish ambitions, pride, emotions, fear, unforgiveness, anger, rejection, insecurity, circumstances. That's what selfishness is led by. By the way, we will be led by something. We can be led by the Spirit, or we can be led by fear. We can be led by the Spirit, or we can be led by our circumstances. We can be led by the Spirit, or we can be led by our emotions. We can be led by insecurity, or we can be led by the Spirit. A lot of people, they're led by their insecurity, and therefore that's why their relationships are not good. But if you're led by the Spirit, the Spirit's always going to lead you in a place of health and victory. And, and, and it's gonna, we're going to see great things take place. Um, verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit, it's, it's Galatians 5, 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, when we're led by the Spirit, it's going to produce spirit, uh, fruit. Here it is, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, Let's go on to the next one. Verse uh, 23. Gentleness and self-control. There is no law against such as this. And so, notice here, notice here, in verse 24, it says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self with its passions and its desires. Why? So that we could be led by the Spirit. So that we could... Produce fruit. Years ago, I, as, you know, I'd heard we need to be led by the Spirit, led by the Spirit. And I was like, what's that mean? What's that look like? I didn't know. And, and then God showed me. He showed me that you can determine whether you're being led by the, uh, by the Spirit, by the fruits that you're producing out of your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. So, so, you know, you've heard the term, you've heard the term, they made me do it. (laughs) No, they didn't make you do it. You chose to do it. You were being led by your pride or your anger or your, your, your unforgiveness or whatever it is that you, you were led by, but they didn't make you do anything. You are, you let them control you if they're controlling you. Amen? Amen? Hey, listen, I want us to walk out of this place with a good understanding of what relationships need to be like. God wants great relationships to be taking place. I I really have this in my heart. I, I have this strong in my heart that God wants to do something relationally. It starts with Him, and then it needs to spill over in every relationship that we have. It just bothers me, bothers me when people are struggling so often, so much, especially if they have been walking with the Lord for so many years. It bothers me to see relationships not being intimate and being healthy and growing and, and, and unity taking place. It just bothers me. I felt like this morning when I was praying that the Lord gave me this and I want to just give it to you. We are to cooperate and facilitate whatever it is that the Holy Spirit wants in our relationships, not what we want. Cooperate and facilitate what he wants in our relationships. Too often it's I, 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 me, me, me. And as a result, we get death in our life. Something dies, usually emotionally, our intimacy Our security, our trust, our closeness, our connectivity with one another, all these things die because we are not pressing in and and doing it God's way through his Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Today, let's make a decision to be spirit-filled, be spirit-focused, and be spirit-led in our relationships and watch and see if you will not have heavenly relationships here on this earth. In Jesus' name, let's pray.